Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily. This is the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined uh, by a returning guest. Always good to see the writer, broadcaster, comedian and Palace fan, Kevin Day. That's back. right, yeah. He was on good form. The conversation turned a bit dark at one point. But uh, anyway, you'll get the idea. Um, we got on the subject of death, didn't we? Yeah, but it was quite... It's quite uplifting. Yeah, it was quite an uplifting version of it. Oh, I'd like to think so. Um, so that, um, also... Conkers. Jo- Conkers, thanks. Sinjin Burkett joined us. They're one of the organisers of the World Conquer Championships. And um, they went ahead this weekend. But what happened, you'll find out. And we had various conversations. Andy's got a get-rich-quick scheme that I'm mm. going to help him with. That's good. Which you'll discover. Uh, and I know you'll want to be in on this because... The upside from your point of view is fantastic. Uh, plus, uh, don't ask me. Uh, we put Andy to the test, his memory at the test on last week's shows. How did he do? Let's find out. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Hey, good afternoon, Paul. And I had a, I, I would say this weekend, very, very rare thing. I watched more rugby than I watched football. I watched yeah. the grand final. So did I, yeah. Terrific. First half, tremendous. Second half, bit of a blowout, Yeah, a bit really. of a damp squid. But well played, St. Helens. They absolutely deserved it. But the first did, half, yeah. I mean, when Salford came back, they played some really lovely rugby. And I was thinking, oh, I much prefer rugby league to rugby union. Then I go and watch that game, Japan, Scotland. I mean, that was sensational, oh, wasn't it? What a game that yeah, was! Brilliant, brilliant. brilliant. I mean, it's uh, well done to Scotland. They made a real fist of it when they were under so much pressure mm. to get back in the game. But Japan were sensational. It was brilliant. I tell you what, I did though. I watched it on delay. I did a bit of a lightly lad, so I've managed to avoid the score all day and I got it back at about five o'clock and I put it on. Oh, that's clever. And it's really good to watch rugby in fast forward because all the scrums, I just all the, you just ploughed through them. Yeah. So it was much more enjoyable. I'm telling you, they should definitely... There was one point towards the end when Scotland were desperate to get back in the game. They had a scrum and it took about two or three minutes. Think, the clock, oh, yeah? The clock. They should, they should stop be, the clock. Oh, of course. They should. Mm. Even if it's they stop in the last ten minutes, <clears throat> they stop the clock. They yeah. should, it's one of the rules they really could change and I think it would be so much better. I don't understand why they don't do it, but there you go. England were terrible on Friday night. Yeah, we'll it was uh, very strange. We'll talk to Motti about it later on. I mean, maybe some of the boys did take their club form into the game, but they were incredibly flat and sloppy in possession when they it was a weird game but Motti will be dissecting mm. that and we'll be looking ahead to tonight of course with quite a few uh, changes in personnel which I think will improve the performance somewhat it's true uh, apparently I was reading that Jurgen Klopp you know, we heard that he was a fan of talk sport and it helped him learn English but now yeah. it comes out he's a huge fan of EastEnders 
Right. Seriously, he never misses it. And uh, it could come in handy for him if he wants to get rid of a player. Get out of my club. <laughs> so, yeah, Just that's like true. That. So, that. I mean, did he say, does he, has he been saying things, <laughs> has he been, when he goes into selection meetings, does he say Joe Gomez, is he all that? <laughs> is, he, <laughs> is that what they, is that, he's, he's basically taken on Adrian's vernacular. Well, he could do, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a very possible. Yeah. And uh, what else have we got? Well, you, but you've done a bit of this, Andy, haven't you? You've told me before in your effort to learn Spanish, you have watched um, kind of Spanish or uh, yeah. movies, Argentinian movies, because it's slightly different, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I watched this thing called Velvet. It's like a soap <clears> opera <throat> about a fashion company in the late 50s in Spain. Right. It's and did it really help? terrible. No. Is it fairly basic vocab? Well, it is. It's just oh, it's all difficult. It's all about practice, isn't mm. it? The more you practice it, the better you are. And if you don't, you, you sort of lose it. So, uh, yeah, give it a go. Yeah. Uh, I watched the uh, Elliot Kipchoge thing, and mm. the, I don't know. I mean, yes, it was brilliant. I mean, yes, he's a, he's absolutely incredible runner. I mean, the best thing was watching people <laughs> along the side mm. trying to keep up with them. But there's something about it that just felt so hollow and so yeah. And and in the end, I'm <clears> sure you know you've got. Absolutely no doubt to reason to doubt this guy. But whenever you watch anything in athletics now, you know. go, "Well, is he a freak? Is he brilliant, or is he is he on something?" You just don't know, and so therefore, you, there's something about it you just don't enjoy it in the no, same way. No, I, 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 I sent you a little message, didn't I, yeah. after the women's marathons? You know, a whole minute taken off of over a minute taken off of Paula Radcliffe's record, and thinking. You know, you you hate it. I immediately went to social media, um, hoping it'd be full of people mm. saying, "Now that's a sensation! What a great athlete!" But there was a few people on there saying, "Oh well, by association, blah blah blah." So you do find now that you can't with athletes, you can't quite believe what you, you see, can't. which is troubling for the sport, isn't I it? Think it's Whatever true. Sebco says, no, of we'll have a chat with Matt Lawton from the Times about that. Yeah, he's been doing uh, some good stuff on there a little but bit later what, on. What I think it was the Sunday Mirror yesterday. They, they sort of listed. <clears throat> Some of the great sporting achievements like this. So Roger Bannister, uh, well, actually just achievements. Roger Bannister's four-minute mile, 1969, Man Walks on the Moon, 2009, Usain Bolt, 9.58. And then they put 2016, Leicester win Premier League. You think, well, it's not quite the same as this. They didn't have a laser-guided thing where Vardy had a penalty. This is the best place to take it. <laughs> put on these special shoes that will give you an advantage yeah. over everybody else. I'm and it wasn't sure. necessarily a landmark, was it? It was, a, it was an amazing thing, but it's not like first man on the moon, Leicester winning the league, is it? Well, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have put them in the... I mean, it's a wonderful a thing. A I'm, not, I'm, I'm not besmirching what Leicester did. It was brilliant, but it wasn't one of the great <laughs> landmarks of mankind, was it? If you're living in Poughkeepsie, you don't <laughs> like football, you wouldn't care a jot, would you? Oh, no. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Talks me, Andy Jacobs here on Talksport. Uh, comedian, writer, Palace fan Kevin Day with us in the mm. studio. I'm going to uh, touch on something now. Uh, a journalist called Marlo Stern out in the States has just popped into a uh, a bar, the restaurant bit of a bar in uh, New York, apparently, and he noticed a picture of Brendan Fraser, the actor. And it's that classic thing of someone who goes to a, maybe a takeaway or something like that, mm. or a restaurant, and they're a famous celebrity, so they get them to do a signed picture. And all it says is, I like the steak. It was my favourite part. I was in the mummy. That's what the picture says. <laughs> really? There it is. Yeah, it was my favourite part. Well, in was... case you don't know who he is. Yeah, but I think we all know who he is. Yeah. But it struck me, my uh, my local chippy, where I used to live back in the day, they they used to have, you know, they had, they had Frank Bruno, Righty, yeah. all signed. The dry, it seems that dry cleaners... And, and chippies and kebab houses, they're very keen on celebrity endorsement, aren't they? There's a, an Indian restaurant in Balham called The Empire mm. with uh, a sign in the window saying, the only empire I approve of, George Galloway. 
But really? there's, there's no evidence. There's no photograph. There's no photograph of a meeting in there. Right. I don't know what George Galloway's writing looks knowing like. Knowing George, so. knowing George, I don't think he'd let that go. I think he, I think I'm, his lawyers may have been in touch if he hadn't. Yeah, yeah, if he hadn't. I'm not suggesting there was a free dial thrown in for him to write it. <laughs> but he's, um, he's barbers are the ones as well. When you walk into a barber, and I was, a few weeks ago I walked into a bar and there was all his photograph. And I, there was one sign, and I went to play, who's that? He went, Paul Anker. <laughs> he died in about 1965. It's like you see all these old. Because my dad says that apparently you used to go into the hairdressers and you'd point. At oh yeah, you point the pictures. Yeah, yeah. Paul Anker's still alive. I'll have a Paul Anker. Yeah, yeah. You could go. He wrote yeah. my way, didn't he? Yeah, he certainly did. did. Yeah, yeah. co-wrote it. Yeah. My dad said the trouble is with his barbers in Rose Hill. It's like you'd go in and point at it and be like, oh, I can't do that one. Yeah. So essentially, he had two haircuts, none of which were on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's still with us. He's 78. No, Paul Anker's still with us. Oh, I'm us. very yeah. pleased to two hear that. Two different stories. His dad was a referee. The referee's an anchor. Is that right? Yeah, that's, I remember that song. I remember him singing that. <laughs> song, a game yeah. I went to, yeah. So if you've got any odd celebrity-endorsed photographs, uh, do let us know. And it does tend to be the same sort of establishments, obviously restaurants yeah. and chippies and Indian restaurants, etc. So uh, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. On the subject of death, to give everybody a lift today, <laughs> the good people at Co-op Funerals, Kev, have um, oh, yeah. decided, uh, they, did, they, spoke, they say they spoke to 500,000 people. Mm, yeah. I mean, Aren't they, aren't they, really, that seems an awful lot of people well, when so you're trying to run a business. Depends what time you're asking <clears> about, whatever, whatever it is you're talking I've about. Well, depends if you're surveying them at the funeral. Well, or... they asked them about something quite timeless, which was, what would you like to be buried with? They looked at what people were buried with, the stuff that went inside the coffin. And they included a Chinese takeaway, <laughs> a, a Wizard of Oz costume, an Argus catalogue, yeah. Uh, also, other coffin keepsakes, as they call them, hashtag coffin keepsakes, um, was a fishing rod, a violin, a pair of clown shoes, uh, a toffee crisp, a broomstick, a dustpan and brush, <laughs> yeah, dust playing, playing cards, playing cards, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the wedding dress and a Russian doll. They all appeared did, in did people's... Did no one go coffin. for microphone and bell? <laughs> no. Just in case somebody yeah. woke up. Yeah. Shovel, someone with a sense of humour. Shovel and loud hailer. I mean, it's yeah. a very moving subject. Not the bloke from M people. No, not Shovel. No, you, you can't do that. I think he would object to it. I mean, I mean he'd shovel and want a big fee for that, wouldn't he? Really? I want shovel in clown shoes yeah. with a broomstick. Yeah, hey. eating a Chinese takeoff. Just keepsake is the. There's no. Yeah. They're not keeping longer than. Oh, that's Coffin. Nice. Ca- but I mean, it's yeah. a dark topic, but it's quite uplifting as I well. Would, I mean, well, it's, it's, it's. Dustpan yeah, and brush. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think in what circ. It would have been old Nan, you know, old. She, Lord, she looked after her place. Yeah. She was I'll always clean. Clearing up Argos catalogue. Oh, I don't know what the Argos catalogue was for, really. I mean, I mean it's always you can wait in there long enough. Loved sometimes, loved can't you? Use shopping yeah, that way, I suppose. It's but always. Yeah. Well, maybe if they actually got out and walked, they wouldn't have been dying of that heart attack. <laughs> what, you were you, but, what were you? But will you be in full palace strip, Kev? You got any thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm of the sort. I haven't got that sort of mind that wanders forward to that. No, sort yeah, of you don't want to. I, do you? I want to cl- very much cling to the last vestiges <laughs> of. Like, it's, it's always very moving. It's like yeah. when Sean Hughes, Sean Hughes' funeral, God rest his soul. When mm. I, I was all right at the funeral until. I went into the actual chapel and there's a palace shirt and a palace scarf across well, it. Yeah. Then it kind of somehow brings it home to you when you share that 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 one love that you share. Sure, of course. And then, of course, you can't help but think, they will inevitably think, I want a palace shirt and scarf and 
on my coffee. So it's always really moving after mm. when you say it. But I, I, it's fascinating, that list of kids. Yeah, things. I mean, it's, that's it's, just some of them. You, you wonder what the backstories are, don't you? Well, things like a wedding course. dress and stuff. But an Argus catalogue, I take it the one who had the clown shoes was, was a clown. We'd like to think yeah. so. Yeah, I'd like to think <laughs> well, also, so. Well, like, also, like he'd like to think they had the sense to lay them down rather than <laughs> build, build a coffin with them sticking, sticking up. up. Sticking up. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz costume is, uh, is, yeah, is quite amazing. nice as I've well. got a couple of funeral bits, actually. Well, I think dark today. Well, doing it. Go on, is, uh, David Coffin, age 33, now, yeah. has landed a job with a firm of undertakers. It's perfect. He said, my surname was a real icebreaker. <laughs> and of course, actually, it was his friend, Paul Bearer, who got him the yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Oh, yeah, no. I'm Paul. <laughs> the bloke who gave him the job was Paul Bearer. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? But I thought, David Coffin, if he doesn't doesn't like the world of uh, uh, funeral arranging, he's got a must-have a future oh, well, in the, telly. The, the, Coffin yeah. Dodger the, could be like a, <laughs> his master class. <laughs> Could be like a massive yeah, game, game dodgeball. That'd be a good game show. That would be a good, yeah, coffin dodger would be Oldest good. one left at yeah. the end gets kicked off the thing. But the top yeah. is if you are, to be perfectly honest, when we were burying my mum, uh, she was dead before people <laughs> got in. If, if the undertaker had said, hello, my, I'm Mr. Coffin, I would have probably punched him in the face. Yeah, that's right. Given, the, 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 given the grief and the yeah. anger at the time. That's but, true, because you're very down and then you say, lovely to meet you, uh, David, I wanted to send a yeah, thank yeah. you letter to the office. Yeah. What's your name? David. Surname, Coffin. Yeah. You're all right, uh, mate. There's yeah, no yeah. need to... You'd get, yeah. Hold me back. I'm Mr. Sorry She's Gone. Don't, uh, don't <laughs> let Uncle Jim know what he's... You know, it'd be <laughs> one of them, wouldn't <laughs> it? It'd be yeah. all kick I was also reading about Oliver Payton, who is... He's a restaurateur and he's in that food show. He's one of the judges in the thing where they cook for the mm. royal family. I can't remember the name of the programme now, but he's quite well known. He's on telly a lot. And he, he's open in my area, an upbeat funeral parlour. Okay. It's like bright and sort of... He said it's it's, it's completely... Uh, to get away from the tradition of the sort of old, sort of more dour... I well, dour. I mean, I suppose it is... I mean, what, it's by downbeat by definition. You're not well, normally it, in a party a mood, are you? I know. I mean, you know, I what's the point of having a table tennis table oh, in, a, in a funeral? Well, exactly. I'm not going to be really. cheered up going, oh, sequins and canapes. Oh, yeah, I mean... I, I, I suddenly feel better about the loss. Help yourself to anything on the buffet. What, I mean, it's just... Well, also, when he, when he, by upbeat, he means twice as expensive, is what yeah. he means. Well, no, I don't think... Is it expensive enough? Oh, I I mean, that is very dark, but we were talking recently about... This is talk sports, do Yeah, yes, I think it is. The plate, <laughs> talk funerals. We were saying that comedy funerals, people have been going for comedy funerals, that, that people mm. singing out of tune, and they've, they've been booking it, like, a bit like the play that goes wrong. They do the funeral I, that goes wrong, because they want to give their mates a laugh. There's an actor called uh, Michael Fenton Stevens, who was in Radioactive oh, yeah. this yeah, year yeah, in yeah. Edinburgh. Very good actor. Mm. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, a friend called Jeremy Pascoe, who was a, a mentor of mine when I first started writing, yeah. a delightful chap. Uh, wrote his own funeral uh, and it was the funniest hour uh, and Michael played the, the hapless vicar and, and <laughs> the, the first part of the speech was you know just for no reason said typical and I've been trying to get the BBC to come and meet me for ages and all it took was for me to die before they turned <laughs> up and then of course the, the coffin goes down the wrong conveyor belt and there's all these things going on the trouble is of course that only about half the people there knew that he was a comedy vicar so oh, okay. half the people were buying into this and the other half were going, this is the worst, yeah. most disrespectful funeral I've ever been at until eventually Michael had to ruin the effect by standing up and saying, sorry, this is all deliberately yeah. oh, meant, wow. to have, meant to happen because he was a comedy writer and one person, well, it wasn't that but funny. What a then. wonderful said, thing to do. No, it was a great thing yeah. to do. I mean, I, it, was, it was brilliant. But also I, my local, there's a local independent uh, funeral directors in my street, which mm. was close for a bereavement. 
the other day. <laughs> That's the most unfortunate. You was, can't make it. What you can't make it. Was, it up. was yeah. really, really sad because mm. it's like we probably should be. But celebrity endorsements of, uh, of various places. Mm. Um, this one comes from uh, Ian, um, who's a Wolves fan. He says, in a sandwich shop in uh, Rudgley, Staffordshire, the sign and photo in the window says Nuno eats here for free, even though we're twenty miles from Wolverhampton. <laughs> yeah, look at yeah. that. That's it's called exit here. Look at how bright. That's it a is. funeral directors. Yeah, it does look quite a bit Art Deco. Isn't I think it? there is a, a conversation <clears throat> to be had about the way we treat death in this country but yeah. just shushing it up a little bit by by having like that Oliver Payton and I mean I assume if you, the food is good but yeah I imagine, I imagine it is my but, local curry house the Castandori in Kensal Rise claims to be David Cameron's favourite ever wouldn't be massively publicising that at the moment if I was the Castandori I, I can't imagine David Cameron's got a favourite curry house oh, I, it, it his seems favourite unlikely. curry house would be in the Himalayas somewhere <laughs> I imagine it's not going to be in Kensal Green my local chippy there's a painting of green grass from Heartbeat serving a portion of chips a, a painting, painting. <laughs> so it's like a representation <laughs> Jimmy in Leicester that's great it's not even a photograph it's like an artist's impression of what would have happened if uh, if green like grass from That's Bill Maynard, the great Bill, Bill Maynard, Maynard, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Selwyn Frog. Probably refused to endorse him personally. Yeah, that's so right. Yeah. Uh, Bill, would you come down and have a picture? No, I won't. <laughs> I want nothing. Cease and desist. All right, then we'll get an artist in to do a representation. Thank you, Jimmy. That's excellent. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Do you remember what it's like being in your twenties? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe. If you do the same, then you've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. All episodes of Queenie premiere June 7th, streaming on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. The World Conquer Championships took place this weekend and uh, we'll have a report. Um, I wasn't aware that there's various Conquer techniques uh, to win, oh, uh, yeah. such as the Fothering, the Fothering Gay Chop. The Fothering Gay Chop? The Dutch Windmill, the Sidewinder and, and the Southwick Backhand Slash. Oh, yeah. These are all techniques used in the world of uh, professional Conquers. Oh, well, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, so we'll find out more about them. <laughs> 
It's good, isn't it? It's a bit of a conversation stopper, clearly. <laughs> it obviously is, yeah, really. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's been good. The uh, Still going on the old Wagatha Christie case. It's now being called Waggy Leaks. OK, are you following this? Yeah. Well, I am, really. Mm. Uh, the thing is, I, I, it's great for the newspapers, as I work this out, because... For example, the story in the Sun today, Jamie Vardy has severed social media ties with Wayne. OK. But yeah. either way, it was a story. So if he kept following you, all you had to do was go onto Jamie, Jamie Vardy's Instagram or his Facebook, whatever. Does he follow Wayne Rooney? Yes. Oh, blimey, he's still fo- That's the story. He's still following yeah. Wayne. Despite it's not the- Woodward and Bernstein, yeah, yeah. but it's a story. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Or... The other way, if he if he's not following anymore, always oh, cut off the tie. So they can't lose, can they? Andy, we can't lose. None of us can lose. None of us this can lose. Well, they can lose. Oh, the people at the very there's a centre. lot of still there's still a lot of a see you in court threats. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But I still think we, that won't happen. But Did we'll you realise that uh, Peterborough United have a player called Lou Reed? <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Lewis Reed. But I'd like to think his teammates <laughs> call him Lou Reed. It's great, isn't it? But uh, his yeah. perfect day oh, yes. was uh, slightly ruined because <laughs> he scored an absolute corker, then he got sent off. Oh, that's a shame. So, uh, but what a good old Lou Reed. What else they've got? Uh, Mick Ronson plays at the back. They, got quite John Walk bad. on the Wild side. Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> Let's have you, Lou Reed. But no, we do. Yeah, probably not. No, don't bother, really. Uh, good to see Cyril Regis, the late great Cyril Regis, inducted into the football. Museum Hall of Fame. I think there should be more because American they make a big thing out of the Hall of Fame yeah. in all the sports, and I think we should do. I think it's a really important th- thing to have, and I'm glad the National Football Museum got one. Yeah, but I think they should sort of publicise it. A yeah, bit we've more. not we've, don't, we've not really embraced that, have we? No. In this country, we've never have considering uh, the profile mm. of the game. It's true in American sport, they have kind of that. Actual museums, don't they? Hall of Fame museums and yeah. stuff all over the country. They do. Um, what else are going to tell you? Yeah, whenever you go into Manchester, the signs going into Manchester, mm. the varying football factions get hold of the traffic signage, clearly. And whoever was in last week, I think uh, on Saturday morning, Friday mm. night, was a City fan. Because on the sign on the way into Manchester... Uh, on Saturday, it said, finally some action at Old Trafford. Grand final today, 1,800 hours expect delays. So they're, troll- they're trolling United, whoever was on yeah. shift that day. But there's been a few of those, quite a lot of signage around. Remember the old welcome to Manchester Tevez? Yeah. Yeah. They kind of get stuck into each well, other, don't know, they? If you've got that job to do that. Like a little bit, bit of banter. A bit of fun with it, why not? Um, uh, one of the other stories, Andy, yeah. that I, I was um, from the Sven piece that... Uh, that appeared in the Times yesterday was um, when he was in charge of Gothenburg um, and the the goal scorer in the home leg of the UEFA Cup final was a plumber uh, playing for Gothenburg under Sven at the time, uh, Tord Holmgren. And he'd not actually, the plumber. Oh, no, he is yeah, a plumber. He is a plumber, not the plumber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he'd actually done a shift uh, that morning as a plumber, then went off and scored in the uh, UEFA Cup final. And on the same subject, a uh, friend of the show, a talk sport listener, uh, Mark Carter, uh, he sent out a tweet the other day. He said, on the bench for Hardwick AFC today, but also asked by my gaffer to bring my plumbing kit in as there's a leak in the referee's room. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's great. Two for the price well, of one. that's fair enough, isn't so it? So great footballing He couldn't plumbers. charge a call-out. Well, he should have done. I'd like to you know, definitely call out fee marks. Save your subs. Definitely. Now, Olivia Coleman, she's going to be playing the Queen. She's not a plumber, is she? She's not a plumber. No. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. She's that t- I wouldn't be surprised if... Um, what's her name who does Fleabag? 
Phoebe Wallace. I won't be. She's Phoebe prob- Wallace. Phoebe Wallace. Who? Bridge. Phoebe Waller Bridge. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if she. She's Corgi registered. She seems to have. She's just a complete polymath, isn't she? <laughs> She'll be a heating engineer and a plumber. I'm guessing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, anyway, Olivia Coleman's husband, Possibly who not, isn't yeah. a plumber, he oh, yeah. uh, He pinched a roll of toilet paper from Buckingham Palace, yeah. and you often hear this story of people doing stuff like that. But you think. Well, it's not that amusing, really. I mean, what about the next person who used the toilet? <laughs> it's all very probably... well for Olivia Coleman's husband to walk away and say, look at this, I've got the palace news... Uh, not newspaper. <laughs> well, it might be newspaper. <laughs> you think the Queen? <laughs> the Queen is of a generation... Of the Daily Star. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say then. Sheets of the, <coughs> sheets of the Daily Star, you said, yeah, well, didn't you? Then. OK, just for a moment Yes, there. no, no, absolutely. But no, I'm the Andorra next... won Mould of a Neil. That was the game I was looking for. Thank you, Keith. That was Andorra oh, going right, back. Okay, got their yeah. first three points ever. They were they going did. mad. Tell them they should be playing against other minnows, although in this case they did. <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> why. Keith, thank you. That's the one. Not fair enough. Sorry, anyway, I so, you off no, no, it's fine. No, just it's about just... toilet paper. You're working on the basis that the Queen only has one roll of toilet paper in Buck House. Well, there might be. I mean, no, it... no, there wouldn't be, Andy. There might be. There's not. There's probably about <laughs> ten you... in every toilet. What, you there? reckon, do? You? Well, perhaps he took more than one. I've no idea, really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, terrible idea for a TV show. Scarlett Moffat and her family moved to a Namibian desert. I've heard about this. Yeah, this Honestly, has been. They've been talking about this for ages. Terrible idea for a TV show. Really. <laughs> Your watch. Come I on, be honest. I definitely won't. And there was a... Do you see this? Uh, even Perisic found himself at the centre mm. of a bizarre lingo row, we were told by the uh, Sun the other day, after Croatia sacked a UEFA translator during a media conference in Wales. So the Bayern Munich winger was on press duties at the Cardiff City Stadium ahead of tonight's... Uh, well, this was a couple of days ago, the Euro mm. 2020 qualifier. Croatia press officer, um, Tomislav uh, Pakac, uh, stepped in six minutes into the 16-minute session because the translation from Croatian to English was deemed not good enough. Pakac Ooh. blasted, if you don't mind, I'll translate the uh, rest because you're missing out very key pieces of information that Ivan has said. Well, the Croatian right. FA... Axe the translator mid translation. He was gone. Good Lord. Which reminded me in the, in the, <laughs> the I mean, these days, all of the top Premier League clubs have very slick media. To be honest, that's op- happened at Talksport, but we yeah, won't go yeah, into that. Very slick media, very slick media operations. Yes. But there was a time when I first went to Chelsea, there was a, I think it, there must have been a Cupless Cup or UEFA Cup game. And uh, the the media setup there wasn't quite as slick as as the the, the fine people who do it now, mm. and I think they played a Romanian side in 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 a European competition, and I was nothing to do with that side of things. I hasten to add, oh, yes. uh, it was not part of my, my remit getting translators in. That was somebody else's job at the yeah, football club. Fair enough. Yeah. And um, basically, they realised the the guy got up to do the uh, press conference, the Romanian manager, and they didn't have a translator for him. No one had thought mm. to get a translator in. So um, we managed to kind of... We worked the room, and there was a, a, a journalist called Bob Vaughan. He was a German football expert. Bob spoke German. Mm. So he had a chat. He said, I think the Romanian manager speaks German. So he can speak to me in Romanian, and he spoke Romanian as well. And he said, no, I can translate. The, and they just kind of we had to do it that way. Golly. So we had a, a complete madness. That's no good, is it? So uh, but well, Chelsea booked, slicker these days, they obviously. They are, yeah. I booked a translator once for... Uh, we were doing a Phoenix from the Flames with Mario Kempis and the bloke I bought basically didn't speak the language <laughs> brilliant David and Frank weren't overly impressed with me so who was the bloke was it a mate oh, or I'm not going to name him no but I'm done when you're naming name and shame but was it just like a mate who t- I said oh yeah I speak really good no, Spanish I think somebody recommended me to him or recommended him to me 
That's a, that's a better way around. <laughs> it wasn't you, was it? <laughs> no. You weren't the translator. <laughs> I wasn't. It wouldn't be too good if I yeah. was, actually. It's all been downhill since Paul mm. Bearer. You needed to be here for that. It was Andy's finest moment. That was <laughs> yeah, about uh, yeah. about 25 to one, 2 today. <laughs> well, brilliant. Be in the podcast. Yeah. Um, families <laughs> You'll make two, sure of it. Honestly, families yeah. of two kids are suing the makers of Fortnite, saying that, it, that it's something addictive in the game. Yeah. Saying, you think, why don't you take responsibility for your own poor parenting? It's like suing Blimey. Me. Come on, come on, he's off the, off the long run. No, I don't like that at all. John Barrowman is a part of a group that uh, we think we've read about this before. They charge you can go along and you charge for selfies, apparently. They were talking about this on breakfast this morning. John Barrowman was feeling fabulous after earning an estimated hundred thousand pounds from selfies with fans. Uh, he says he's been charging people up to £60 per person. In two days, the entertainer had 2,000... I don't know how they know this. 2,119 snaps taken at the London Film and Comic Convention. You, can, you should do meet and greets, Andy. I'll, I'll be your agent. I'll take... I'll just skim... I'm about pound fifty. I'll skim 10% off the top. Meet and... But the thing is, you're not a great greeter, are you? I could see somebody coming up and mm. saying, oh, Chelsea were rubbish on Saturday, and you sort of, you know, you no, give, them a, give them I'm a mouthful of... very nice when I meet people. Yeah, no, you are, I suppose. But I was I mean, out in recently that... in a restaurant, and uh, oh, yeah. a bloke saw me, and he contacted me on social media afterwards and said to me, oh, I saw you, were you in this restaurant? And I said, yeah. yeah. I said, why don't you come over and say hello? He said, oh, I didn't think you'd like that. But, you know. You give off this mind. veneer of not being accessible. <laughs> this is why I want. This is why I want to. Uh, this is why I want to just build up your meet and greet portfolio. Deeper than, deeper than a veneer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, yeah, the, the rings on a tree. But uh, what, about, if we, yeah. Yeah. what about this letter, though? We were talking about Kipchoge. Oh, uh, yeah. Des, who wrote to the star, not in Oh, impressed. not Des, who wrote to... Who are these people? Des, who wrote to the star. Well, this is a bloke who wrote well, to the star. I'm talking to you, Nan. You remember Des, who wrote to the star, Nan? Des, who lived 15. Well, lived down say, the road. doesn't say his name and address, otherwise I'll give it to you. Okay. Says, to the guy who ran a marathon in under two hours, I'd like to say three things. Me... 30 minutes, Jack. You think, what are you talking about? He ran 26 miles, you drove 26 miles. It wouldn't be the same thing, would it? Me, 30 minutes, Jack. What does it jag. mean? Jag. Oh, Jag. Oh, OK. I don't know. Who's Jack? <laughs> Jack. Well, that no. made perfect sense. Well, it made no sense, but they still publish it. So, are you feeling people. quite sharp today in terms of uh, Don't Ooh, Ask Me? No, not really. How much would you charge for a meet and greet? And what are you prepared to do? <laughs> well, so, I come along, what, say for 60 quid, what, what could I expect? Well, you could definitely get a selfie with me. Yeah. Uh, I think I want more than that. Can for we get an autograph? Quid. Yeah, okay. Um, bit of memorabilia. I'd yeah. find a bit of memorabilia for you. you. How much memorabilia have you got of yourself? <laughs> a lock of your hair or something? I might give you a couple of strands sock. of your beard. <laughs> <laughs> I might give you a sock. <laughs> 60 quid. 60 quid for uh, an autograph. Yeah, I'm right. It's not great, to be a honest. Selfie a, a selfie sock. and a sock. Well, you can clone me from the DNA. So yeah. it'll be fine. Not that you'd want to. So there we are. Uh, if you've got mm. 60 quid spare, now you know what to expect. If you join the Andy Jacobs fan club, you get a newsletter yeah. every month who he's been abusing that month. I've decided anyway, I'm leaving this job. I'm going to get a job running a rail network. Are you really? I think it might struggle, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. The boss of Britain's second worst train firm got a huge pay rise, despite the fact that almost two-thirds of the trains are late. I mean, couldn't I do that? I could just go there and people would say, well, two-thirds of the train are late. I'd say, yeah, it's a pity, isn't yeah, it? Where's me, where's me bonus? Where's my 39 grand bonus? Any business really work like that. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on uh, Talk Sport. And uh, Nathan Jones, I think, has been finding life a little bit difficult, isn't he, at uh, Stoke? But they got that win just before the international break, which helped. Hmm. Um, he was... Um, <laughs> 
he was uh, saying that uh, even his mum was surprised he was still in work. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> He's very honest about the whole thing. To be fair, he says, she has been saying I should probably go because of the results. But that doesn't mean it's the right decision. I, do you know what? I've, I've got... I've never met the man. He struck me as very mm. good... Uh, I just want it to work for him. I do, too. I, you know, you kind of get that sense well, that funny man is a really good honest. coach there that just yeah. needed a break. Maybe that was the break. And it's a good club and it's a good yeah. coach. So hopefully, you know, he, he can turn it around. Yeah. Anyway, well, it sounds like he's turning around a bit. Well, that was interesting, that story Joe had about uh, Bundy Quakes, who, uh, is that his name? Yeah, I think it is, actually, who uh, has got a three-week ban. Hmm. And uh, basically, Ireland sent out a very high-flying, heavy-hitting lawyer to try and get him off. Yes. So that cost a lot of money, but it didn't work. So no, three-week suspension. Yeah, bit of a blow. So, uh, the World... Uh, punk, uh, there was loads of great sport this weekend, of course, and uh, the World Conquer Championships took place once again. We uh, we bought into the, the stories last week. We, mm. we spoke uh, to the organisers when they feared... It wasn't an Ineos one, was it? It didn't have laser-guided... Where the there was no, to hit the Conquer. There was what? no laser-guided Conquers. It was very old school. <laughs> okay. um, and joining us once again, uh, one of the organisers, Sinjin Burkett, is here to tell us how it all unfolded. It, it, it finally it took place. There was After the scare stories, the worries of importing Conquers from Germany. And a rain Germany. delay. That seemed quite a... A rain delay, yeah. yeah. yeah it was... It, it, it was it was the other global warming problem, yeah, that rain. So so four times it's rained on us in 54 years, and three of them have been in the last five years. Wow. Well, that, so tells, us, that tells us we, had, we need um, to know. It, it was a truly British event. We had 135 players turn up in pouring rain to play. How many spectators wow. so, did you have? Hundreds. Wow. Hundreds. The big problem we had with spectators was they drove into the car park, which was in a field, and uh, couldn't get out again. Oh um, dear! Um, they were, well, they were being pulled out, and they were, they were coming to me and saying, "Wow, that's fantastic! We love that." I, I was reading why it it, it happens in that, that little corner of Northampton uh, where you are, uh, Shipbrams in in uh, Southwick, uh, uh, because apparently the said the first recorded game of conquest took place in the Isle of Wight in eighteen forty eight. But this uh, corner of Northamptonshire, the Times tell us, is the spiritual heart. Since a group of fishermen, thwarted by bad weather, organised a charity competition uh, on Ashton Village Green. So that's why it's where it is every year. That's right, yeah, 1965, yeah. And in, right. in the end, we moved out of Ashton because it's um, it's a beautiful estate village, but it's very small village green, hmm. and we needed somewhere a bit bigger. So we've gone to Southwick, where we've got the cricket pitch as well. Right. And so um, the men's and women's competition, as yeah. always, was it? Well, we it's mixed. Oh, OK. We, this, is, this is one of the... You know, there's that question, um, it's, it's a good pub quiz question, which sports can men and women truly compete equally against each other? Well, Conkers is one of them. We used to have separate men's and women's competitions. And we have... Um, the reason we have a men's and ladies champion is that we don't get as many ladies playing. We're trying to encourage them. Right, OK. We have everybody playing together for the first couple of rounds. And then we, we split everybody out to make sure that we get a, a male winner and a female winner. And then we bring them together at the end. So we have a male champion, and then we have a grand champion. Right. And out of five years where we've had a grand champion, times it's been a woman. Okay. Oh. So it's, it's not a trial of strength in, in any way. You'd imagine it would be, wouldn't you? Imagine the... What, the you, yeah. power hitting? Power think. hitting, oh. yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say partly it's wiliness. It's being clever about it. Right. Um, the, our winner this year, Jasmine, Jasmine Tetley, she, she said that it's not necessarily about even hitting the other conqueror, because sometimes it's just about letting the other person break their conquer on yours. Mm. 
Andy has always had this thing. He's whenever we've talked to Sinjin, he, he, he used to love stampsies. Yeah. Where you if the, well, you, if the, you couldn't yeah. have had that yesterday. No. It was too flooded because it just push it into the mud, wouldn't it? Yeah. But if the conquer yeah, well, came more, off, more of a river. It was really? more of a river. Would he just floated away? But Andy used to love the idea yeah. of being able to stamp on someone's conch if you knocked it off the string. But again, in this lovely Times piece you had at the weekend, there was a story you'll appreciate this one, Andy. Um, there was a game going on, and a player swung uh, his conquer at the opponent, saw something fall onto the floor and immediately stamped on it and it was the fella's watch. <laughs> Fantastic, isn't it? Brilliant. What a great story. Yeah, you didn't have any incidents like that, did you? No, no, we didn't. No, no, we were too busy enjoying the... Um, there was literally lakes on the site and wow. we had... Oh, people were loving it. They were, you know, building channels to run the water away and it was about like being on the beach, really. It's amazing, I can see Same, the pictures. summer weather as we get in England, you know, rain... Yeah. We should say though, because we, we we get you on every year, we have a laugh about it. But you've raised, um, looking at it here, this report, four hundred and twenty grand since the event started. That's pretty good, isn't it, for charity? We have, yeah, yeah. It's all for blind and partially sighted charities. Okay, that's well, brilliant. That's sensational. And uh, did they travel from far and wide once again? You've had people from all over the world coming oh, to they play. Did, yeah, yeah. And I've just got just got a list up here in front of me. So we've got somebody from Pakistan and somebody from Spain and. America, South Africa, all over the world again. Brilliant. Well, look, OK, we'll, we'll, we'll speak to you oh, twice next year again. Yeah, no, we Two lost. weeks before, when we go, what's that? Did you have to import any conkers? You didn't have to import any in the end, did you? We, did, we didn't, no. No, no we got this amazing, uh, well, back sack of conkers brought to us, which were really huge, lovely conkers, which just weren't around last year because it was the dry summer. But... Um, there are there on particularly on those trees where they haven't had the leaf miner, which turns those leaves brown. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Okay, very quickly on the f- uh, four shows we did last week, okay. five questions. Right. Uh, Ian Gow, the pre- Peterborough fan, joined us. He was a mascot on London Road at the mm. weekend. How old is he? Fifty. Four. Fifty-four. Well done. Oh, a bit of excitement whoa. there. Tom Harvey, the plumber, joined us. He's won two Porsches in spot the ball competitions. Oh, yeah, that's right. What does he use uh, to mark out the eye line of the footballers? A ruler? That would be too obvious, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a drinks coaster. Oh, a drinks coaster. Do you remember coaster. he said he puts a little drinks coaster oh, there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Hardy joined us. His team won 3 1. They had a goalkeeper finished uh, up front and the centre half scored. Can you remember the team that he managed? Uh, no. no. Whitby Town. Oh, Whitby Town. Uh, how old was the athlete we spoke about? Uh, Oksana Ch- Chavitavina, who was the... 44. 44. You're good on ages Eighth today. Olympi- Eighth Olympics. And uh, finally, Neil Robertson joined us. He went to the wrong Barnsley, not the one in Yorkshire, the one in... Gloucester. Yeah, Gloucestershire. Not well, too that bad. wasn't too bad. Yeah. It, a couple of them did for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Well, there we are. Um, the one that did for you was a ruler. But, I mean, if, oh, you, right. if you're looking to draw a straight line, wasn't that just the obvious <laughs> answer? Obvious, Wouldn't it have been too obvious, really? <laughs> Not a drinks coaster. OK, that's us. We return tomorrow uh, to reflect on England and a whole lot more besides. Thanks, as always, for uh, listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of 
real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.